Happy 2022, everybody. You are listening to the brand new episode, the first episode in the new year of In Love With The Process. This is my show. My name is Mike Petchy. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to a lot of you new listeners. We just listened to new music from Russell Nash. Lots of new stuff on the way in a new year. We've got new music, got new guests. The show's getting bigger. The show's getting better. We have new sponsors. Everything is coming together nicely because of you, the listener, and your help and your support. Uh, if you like the sounds of Russell Nash, uh, I will put his link below in the description of today's episode. Uh, but you can find him on soundcloud.com backslash Russell, Russell, Jesus, Michael, Russell Nash Music. Listen to this. Ooh. You got me at synths and saxophone, my man. All right. I'm doing this one live today so I can just get it out. I am recording this one today for tomorrow's release. So today is the 3rd of 2022. Um, Hello, everybody. How are you? How's life? Are you being healthy? Are you being safe? I am recovering. I have been uh, sick for the past couple of days. Um, Flu-like symptoms. So going through the process of uh, taking care of myself, uh, getting tested and all that sort of stuff. Um, So my voice gets a little wonky. Then uh, you'll know why. Um, But uh, how was your holiday? Uh, Ours we're fucking really great. Uh, we had a great Christmas. I uh, had a good uh, cast of characters here for Christmas. Uh, very appreciative folks. I love cooking for people that love to fucking eat. I love being around people that love to have fun. Um, and one of the things that uh, I think Gina and I have done really well since moving here to Los Angeles is that we've really sort of pared down our friends to people that, that have a great fucking time. People that like contribute. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you have folks that are in your life that don't contribute. They just sort of take things from you. They're always calling and asking for advice and asking for things. And they're not necessarily, you have to, you have to hit a point where you go, what are you contributing? What are you bringing to the table? Is it a lot of work for me to be in, engaging with you? Um, and it takes some time to figure that stuff out because, you know, it just happens. I don't know how it happens, but I, I'm just happy that we made a decision like a few years ago to sort of like clean up our stuff a little bit, to make it all about inspiring people and happy people and people that really, really make us happy. And uh, we've done a good job with that. Um, and I hope you guys do the same. And why am I talking about this? Well, it is, you know, the new year. We're the first day back. Today's essentially the first day back after a fucking long ass holiday. Holy shit. It would have been great to be a kid at this time period. What the fuck? It was like two Fridays, like Christmas was on a Friday and then New Year's Eve was on a Friday. It's like two whole weeks of nothingness. Holy hell, man. Um, But now everybody is, uh, you know, joining gyms, (laughs) changing their lives, you know, running around and taking care of their paperwork and getting ready to do taxes. And what are my New Year resolutions? Well, it's been tough all the way around. And uh, I don't want to get too depressing. I'm not going to get into it because everybody's getting it from everywhere else. But we all have a major excuse, right? We all have COVID. We all have quarantine life. We all have the change of how we do things as humans that we've all tried to become accustomed to over the course of whatever. It's been two years or whatever the fuck. Um, <clears throat> so... I was thinking the other day, so sort of sitting around going, okay, I need to figure out goals for myself. I need to try to figure out what to do for this new year. And a big thing for me is I feel like my mentality, my my work ethic was drastically changed after quarantine. Quarantine really knocked me on my ass uh, emotionally, gave me time to sort of process a lot of my emotional shit, but also process what it is that I want to fucking do with my life. 
you know? Like for years, I've done commercials, I've done music videos, I've done that kind of stuff, and I just don't want to do it anymore. And not necessarily, I know it's a dangerous thing. You hear how I flinched right there when I said it? I don't want to put that out there that I don't want to do that work anymore. I just don't want that to be my main focus. You know, I like to work with folks that like my work. I like to work on things um, that inspire me. So it may be a commercial, maybe a music video, maybe something like that. But I just don't want to jump back into that fucking rat race of like bidding and pitching and doing all that stuff because my heart is in my movies. That's where it is. My heart is there. I have been doing a hell of a lot of like concept work and storyboard work and design work and creature work and all this. And that has been the focus of my life for about a year besides this podcast. The two of them have been working together. And uh, thanks to you guys and thanks to your help, I've been able to get more sponsors so that this podcast hopefully is my job, is what I do besides doing movie stuff. Um, Because then I don't have to get back into the game of like (sighs) advertising, which in itself is exhausting. It's just exhausting. And I feel like spreading myself too thin and focusing on that world is taking too much of my creative brain away from my, my love and my passion, which is movie making. Once again, I flinch saying that because it's like, yeah, I'd still do commercials if it was a cool job. If it's a cool project, but I, I know what's going to happen unless I'm like out there fucking full hunting for it. It's not going to be as much. It won't be. So fingers fucking crossed that the movie shit works out, right? Um, so I've been thinking about, okay, look, I know that I want the movies to be at the forefront for this year. That's such a big thing to put on your list, right? Your to-do list. We talk about this to-do lists. It's a big thing to put on there. I got to break this down. I got to break this down into elements. Okay, so where am I at right now? Script's good. We're good to go on the script. Uh, We're good to go on the production companies. We're good to go with that, right? So now I got to start tackling casting. I got to start tackling creature design. I have to start tackling, uh, you know, storyboard work, all these different aspects of what I can physically do right now in this waiting game. So big thing for me, I want to put together my design team. I want to put together a team of creature designers. I want to put together a team of storyboard artists. I want to put together a team of concept artists that I work with for a long time. And so my goal this year is to put together that team. I'm going to hunt these guys down that I like. I'm going to find them. Some of them may be dudes that have done stuff that I've appreciated. Some of them may be people that I've never worked with before, never heard of before. But I think I got to find these folks. And I got to put together this team that is an extension of myself, of my creative fucking thought process, a team that is adding to it, a team that is bringing their own life experiences and their work experiences to it. That's my big goal. That's my big early in the year goal is that. Very excited. What is your big goal for this year? What is your overall goal? What is it that you want to accomplish in the next five years? What is it that you want to accomplish this year? And what are your first steps to doing so, right? So if I'm going to be putting together my team, I've already started my small steps. I'm reaching out to people that I like. I'm, I'm adding, just simply adding to my Instagram feed more folks that do this thing that I love and that I want to be working with and communicating with them. I'm booking people on the show that uh, I respect and admire so I can start to talk and integrate with these folks. Um, but also, uh, I'm doing a lot more sketch work, a lot more storyboard work. Uh, I can't post the boards that I'm doing, but I've been posting a lot of uh, the steps that I'm taking to do these boards. And you guys have seen them on my Instagram account at Mike Petchy. Um, I work with these these models, which I really enjoy, like these little figurines. Um, and I've been getting a lot of questions about them, right? So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, head on over to my Instagram account and check it out. I just did a post on it recently. Ooh, I gotta breathe. <clears throat> but... Um, folks have been like, what are these figurines? Where are you getting them? Okay, so these are, they're called body coon, body dash coon wireframe uh, SH figurettes, figure arts is what they call them. Uh, they are officially put out by 
Bandai, so it's B-A-N-D-I-D-A-I. Um, if you search for these things on uh, online, if you search on Amazon, if you search on all these different sites, you're going to find packaging that looks like the packaging that I have, and they're going to be fake. Uh, there is such a great counterfeit operation for these things, and I have purchased some of the fake ones myself. And here's how you can tell the difference. The body parts don't move correctly. I have a female that I bought and her torso just falls off every time I try to use it. Um, the fake ones suck really hard. Uh, the reason I picked these figurines out is because um, they are so uh, malleable. Like I can actually maneuver them to do a lot of human-like poses, which helps me when I'm trying to plot out a sequence. I will pose two or three figurines in a way that I think is interesting, sort of imagining the space that they're in. Um, and then I will either film them or shoot photos of them with my iPhone so that I'm getting the coverage around them that I'd like or that I think I would like for the set. And the cool thing is, is that I can then just take those images into Photoshop, into my storyboard template, um, and then just use those positioning, those body positionings as my initial trace. So I can go through and trace those figures in and paint them in and add clothes and do everything else I want. One of the hardest parts about doing fast sketching is you're always looking for reference photos. And so I would be continuously, before I got these figurines, I'd continuously be hunting through Google search, looking for the right body positioning. And a lot of my boards would be constricted by that, right? Um, if I spent the time, and let's say that I spent like four or five hours per panel, um, I could potentially work it all out, but you have to be faster when you're storyboarding stuff. And not all of my boards are at that level of detail, but at least five or six of them in a scene have to be to just sort of set the tone for that scene. Here's what the lighting's gonna be like, here's a rendering of, of what the atmosphere is gonna be like, here's all these different things, because the more detailed that they are, the more that uh, your producers, that your collaborators will fall into the boards and understand what the boards are. So I sort of have come up with a system with these figurines where I can do pretty much about a panel an hour. Maybe it takes about 45 minutes per panel, full rendering with everything. So I can be pretty quick. Um, so I get a couple pages done a day which is still pretty fucking daunting. That's one of the reasons why I'm trying to find other storyboard artists to work with me because it'd be like 1,800 fucking pages by the time I'm done. So <clears throat> um, these figurines work out really well. So do yourself a favor. If you are interested in doing the same thing that I'm doing, look up these body coons and then try to find, I, it was so difficult for me to find the actual distributor of these things where I could purchase them. And if you're in Los Angeles, here's the trick. There is Japantown here in LA. There is a figurine store there. There's also like really great food there, but there's a figurine store there. They sell the official ones. But I went through the process of finding them and they're hidden in a little case in that space and they sell them here in Los Angeles. So if you're in LA, it's great. If you're you know, in New York or a place that actually sells um, the Bandai figurines because they make figurines for like all sorts of anime shows uh, chances are if they're a licensed distributor they'll also be selling these figurines you want to buy it from one of those spots um, because you'll see the cheap ones you get them they look the same but the hands don't stay on the fucking body parts don't work so when you're when you're doing stuff it gets really frustrating when you get the fake ones um, so hopefully that helps i know a lot of you guys had that question uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, how was your holiday? So how was your Christmas? How was your stuff? Um, like I was saying before, uh, really great cast of characters hanging out with us. Uh, I did a couple of really fucking epic meals. Uh, one of the great things about going out here in Los Angeles, we go out for drinks the night before Christmas Eve and, uh, everybody leaves LA. So they go home to see their families and then add COVID into the mix um, so we were able to go to some of our favorite bars that would normally be packed and we just ran the place. It was essentially just us in these spots, which was so much fun. 
we went out the night before Christmas Eve, had a little too much, uh, too many holiday cocktails. Uh, so that Christmas Eve was like a hangover day. Um, Gina and I just spent Christmas Eve together, which was fun. We actually uh, found some pretty great Chinese food out here and ordered in Chinese food and watched some movies, watched some TV stuff. Uh, and then uh, prepped, gift wrapped, did all that stuff. Got some pretty fucking cool gifts this year. I actually got a full-size food processor, which I haven't had. I'm fucking excited about I got to use that thing. Um, and then I got a bunch of great gifts for Gina. I mean, there's nothing better than getting gifts for somebody, right? And especially if you're doing it the right way. I've always, my philosophy has always been, if I'm going to buy something for you, it's because I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about who you are and what it is that you like and thinking about the things that you've done in your life, things, thinking about the things that you haven't done in your life and trying to buy you something that stimulates either happiness or stimulates an idea. Um, I always think about that stuff. Uh, I try to be thoughtful when I give my gifts and I think that's why giving gifts is almost more fun than getting gifts for me because uh, I'm always interested to see if my theories were correct. Um, and Gina, Gina makes out in the back end. <laughs> she makes out like a bandit. Um, so yeah, it was fun. We did that and then uh, Christmas Day, Buddy Lance came over. He brought over his dad, which was cool because we had a family element. Our friend April came over, a very small, intimate team, um, and uh, made a fucking great meal. Did uh, homemade Italian wedding soup, which I don't know if you guys know what wedding soup is. It's essentially, it's like a chicken broth-based soup with uh, homemade meatballs, which is fun. I actually got my grandmother's recipe for meatballs from my uncle, which it has been so long since my grandmother died that I forgot what her meatballs tasted like. And he was walking me through this recipe and I was like, oh, fuck, that's fascinating. I never would have put that combination together. And then him and I got into a really long conversation about food. And I, I talk about it on the show all the time, you know. But food is such a such an experience. It's such a a way to share love, a way to share prior experiences with a stranger, with somebody new. It's a way to timestamp memories into flavor profiles, right? Into like the creation process. There's something really nice about making certain dishes. I don't know. I know a lot of you out there are afraid to cook. Don't be. Seriously, don't be afraid to cook. Ask yourself, why is it that you're afraid? Are you afraid of failing? Because just fucking fail, man. We fail every day. I'm going to fail today on multiple things. I don't know what they are yet, but I'm going to fall on my face on multiple things today. And I'm going to pick myself up and go, eh, asshole, you probably shouldn't walk that way. You know what I mean? You learn from your failures. So if you're concerned about cooking for other people because you feel like you're going to be judged, then cook for yourself. And fall in love with, here we go, fall in love with the process of making that thing, right? Like, what's it like to make fresh po fresh pasta? Have you ever made fresh pasta before? I love that process. I know right away the steps that I do that make me feel like I'm doing it, right? I grab one of my giant cutting boards, I clean that cutting board, I flop it down on the fucking table. That makes a very specific noise. I reach over the stove to where I have my pasta, uh, what do they call that fucking thing? A little pasta maker where you crank them out. Pull that thing out. It's all shiny. It's chromey. It's cold. It feels cold to the touch. That's all triggering something for me. I bolt it down to the table. And that's like, it's one of the only things I have in the kitchen. I have to bolt to a table. And that whole process in itself triggers some, some emotional excitement to me. Where it's like, wow, I got to fucking bolt this thing down. This thing's pretty intense. You know what I mean? Like that starts to feel something. And then you run your hands over that cutting board, make sure it's clean. And then you just destroy that clean cutting board with like a pile of flour. And putting flour down in itself is very emotional where you just put it down and it falls apart and you're just seeing all these little particles and it forms like this, this means something. Sort of fucking mountain fucking thing that happens there. And you feel like, uh, what's his name, from Close Encounters as you're like shoveling away a ditch in the middle of it, you know? 
Then you have to crack eggs. Cracking eggs is such a, a delicate but destructive thing that you do because you're holding these eggs that you could crush in your hand, right? And you're like, I have to crack it, but I don't want to ruin it. And I don't want to get everywhere. And then there's, a, there's also this sense of danger when you're messing around with raw eggs, right? Because you don't want it to get it all over the kitchen. You don't want to get, uh, you know, sick from raw materials, which I don't know if you still do get sick from raw eggs. I guess you can. So you're just like cautious about it. Like, where's that egg going? And where do I put this thing? And so it's this delicate little thing. You don't want to get shells in there and you open it, you put it in. And then you just work with a fork and you just mix these things together. And slowly that slime becomes a paste and that paste becomes a, a clay-like substance and that clay-like substance becomes a doughy substance and then you're rolling this thing out. And that whole process is just very exciting and relaxing because it's affecting all your senses. How does that egg feel running through your fingers? How does that... Does it smell? How does it smell when you add seasonings to it? What happens if I pump a bunch of paprika into this dough? That's fucking fascinating. And then the spice, and then the smell, and then the sounds, and then the cranking, and then the wheel. All that stuff becomes really fun. Do it. I'm telling you, you're going to fucking love it. It's so relaxing. Once you can get over the anxiety of ruining something, once you get over the anxiety of it, and you start to understand how it works, and you go, well, it's not really a big deal. If I fuck this up, it's only two eggs, three eggs. I'll just do it again. No big deal. Not a big deal. You know? Try it. Make your own pasta. It'll change your life, man. And then the next thing you know, you'll be making the sauces for it. And then the next thing you know, you'll be planning meals for it. Because of the years that you've done it, you'll be like, hey, yeah, right. You know, that last time I made like the flat, like I ran the pasta through at like a four setting on it. It was a little bit thicker. That was interesting. That would go really good if I braise this beef, right? Because of the textures. And then you start to lock all those textures into place. That's what I love about creation. Whether you're talking about food or you're baking, or if you're talking about building a motorcycle, right? If you're talking about working on airplanes, if you're talking about painting a house. I spent years house painting, right? And when you think about it, you go, it's just rolling paint on the wall. What's the big deal? There's a lot of little, little techniques and tricks that you learn. How do, I, how do I transition on a hot day from rolling on this wall to having to pour more paint into my pan and then going back on that wall and not seeing where the paint dried and left a seam? How do I roll that seam out knowing that it's going to take me five minutes to get more paint on that wall? That's fascinating. How do people cut in corners? How do you bead in paint specifically along a line? These are all little detailed elements that you can learn that you don't forget. I use a lot of the tricks on cutting in for painting when I'm doing food work, or if I'm doing storyboard work. I know how to feather brushes out. I know how to do all that stuff just from experience. So what's this rant? What's this ramble? Where am I going with this? Well, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. We're talking about making our lives different, making our lives interesting. I'm just trying to give you some inspirations. Add to your list something new, a new trick, a new technique, a new hobby, something that is beyond just this business, something that is beyond the obsession that you have, whether it's writing music or making movies or writing scripts. Live your life. If you're an artist that is telling stories about life, you got to live your life. And if you're a young artist that is incredibly impatient right now and you feel like, hey, I'm 22 years old. I should be making a feature film. I should be doing this stuff. <laughs> Get in line. All right. Get in line with the rest of us. But while you're in line, live your life. Experience life. Go through regret. Go through love. Go through discovery. Go through all the story arcs that you're going to have to tell. Because that personal experience, the way that you do it, the way that that meat between your fucking ears processes those, those life experiences is going to make your film, it's going to make your script, it's going to make your song different. You know what I mean? Whew. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. And look, 
I have a lot of really fun stuff coming at you this year. Uh, I believe in rewarding listeners. I believe in rewarding you guys for sticking around and being here. Uh, what's on the horizon? Lots of new music, like I said. Got new stuff from Russell Nash. I'm talking to a Crow Madness. They're going to send us some new stuff. I've got a bunch of new artists that are supplying stuff for us. Very excited about the show. This year, I'm going to try to do some new merch. If you guys are into merch, I'm going to try to do some specialty merch. We're going to work on that over the next course of a few months. See if I can get the right artist to design some stuff for us. Create some merch. I'm excited. If you're an artist that's listening to the show and you want to create merch with us, send, in, send me a note. Send me a DM on Instagram and we'll talk. Um, but I'm really excited about our new sponsors. And uh, why? Well, as you know, I try to hunt out sponsors uh, that I'm interested in, that create stuff that I like. I try to only work with sponsors that are doing things that I feel like are beneficial to you guys that are listening. So I curate our sponsors. It isn't like I'm working with some external company like a lot of the shows do where they just sort of send me affiliates and send me people and I deal with that. All the affiliates, all of the sponsors that I have on the show, I communicate with directly um, and to try to set up scenarios that work for us. That's why we've been able to have contests. I hope you guys enjoyed our tracksuit contest from last last year. Um, I'm super fucking excited that you guys love the tracksuits. That was fun. Um, And uh, G-Style USA, they were very gracious. I mean, they had this fucking dude, me, right to them out of nowhere going, there's a bunch of people that want director's tracksuits. And they're like, what the fuck is a director's tracksuit? So they had no idea that there was an audience for this sort of stuff. And I reached out to them and made it happen. Um, so let me just talk about who we got this year for sponsors. We're going to get into our new ones. But before I get into the new guys, I just got to say, as always, stepping up to the plate and contributing more and more every year uh, are our friends over Puget Systems. These guys are back again. Sponsors on the show, uh, they Puget System has been crushing it. They had an amazing year last year. Um, they are selling uh, computers not only to our industries, not only to the music industry, the movie industry, but also to like scientific industries all over the place. These guys are building machines straight across the board. I know now that they're communicating, they're trying to get in with the larger studios right now. So these guys are are killing it. I'm excited to have them. As a sponsor, I'm excited to be a spokesperson for Puget Systems. And if you don't know who Puget Systems are, if you've, if this, the only reason you don't know is that today's your first episode. Head on over to PugetSystems.com and build yourself a PC, right? Build yourself the perfect computer, a tool that works for you. This is why I found these guys. This is why I hunted them down. I was tired of being a slave to the marketing strategies of these giant fucking corporations. I was tired of having a piece of hardware that with with every software update that they would continuously put out, it would render that hardware useless, thus making the lifespan of that piece of equipment last, what, two years maybe? And then you're throwing them out? The fucking thing ends up floating in the ocean out like off the coast of fucking California at this point? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Tools are tools for me. If I want a shovel, I buy a fucking shovel and that shovel works for me. That shovel doesn't tell me how to do my job. And so I found Puget Systems. I love these guys, found them early on. They wanted to get into our business. We work together. Uh, They now create systems based upon the software you use. So if you're someone that is using Premiere, if you're someone that is using Audition, if you're someone that is using uh, the Unreal stuff, these guys will put together uh, hardware packages that work optimally for the software that you want to use for it. So believe it or not, uh, not, like one system doesn't do everything. You can buy a system that will do a good job with everything, or you can get really specific and say, hey, this is just going to be my 3D machine. These guys benchmark test all the hardware that is on the marketplace. They know what works the best. They know what works the fastest. They know how, how hard it will render on these things. These guys know all the answers. And if you're someone that just wants to build your own PC, head on over to Puget Systems and check out their resources. They believe in 
putting together an amazing community. Um, I think they're even doing a, they're still doing their consultation program where if you're someone that is outside the U.S. and you wish that you could buy a Puget system, you could pay for consultation and they'll help you build your own. So head on over to PugetSystems.com. Can't say enough great things about these dudes. Gonna have them back on the show this year. We're gonna do some special shit with them. Fuck yeah. You guys are the best for supporting me, supporting the show. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. All right. Let's get into our new sponsors. I teamed up. Okay, let, let, me, let me start this scenario. Are you a filmmaker like me? Are you someone that does commercials? Are you someone that does uh, YouTube content? Are you someone that does Instagram content? Is the bane of your existence finding music that you can play without running into copyright infringement? I know it is. I know it is for a lot of you out there. And it is for me. Oftentimes, I'm working with clients, whether I'm doing commercials, whether I'm doing uh, social media clips, that don't think about music. How often do you do a production where uh, the last thing on the line item is music stuff? And you may be working on a project that is like a $25,000, $50,000, $75,000 budget for the shoot, and there's only like two grand put aside for music, right? Which immediately knocks off whether or not you can work with a composer. And then you feel bad if you're working with someone that's composing because it's like, fuck man, all the work that you're doing and I've only got two grand budgeted for this, it blows my mind. And a lot of the time, these folks come to you and they say, hey, just get some stock music. <sighs> Can you feel it? Can you feel my disappointment? Because you spend so much time shooting the stuff you spend so much time lighting the stuff to look a certain way, and then you put some slocky shit underneath it for music. It drives me crazy. I hate it. And so what uh, I've done is I've teamed up with this company that creates amazing music, creates, supports the artist to create amazing music. Uh, I don't want to say stock music. It's just really great licensable tracks. Jambox, jambox.io, right? And let me get into some of the stuff with Jambox here. Let me make sure that I have my stuff open because I want to read about them. So let's go to the about on Jambox. Give these guys some time here. <clears throat> so Jambox says, we built Jambox with a clear goal and intense desire our calling. Jambox is an ideal platform to find the perfect music for clients' projects and further the success of the artists that they represent. We're here to create a supportive environment for talented musicians that want to grow as independent artists and offer their music to filmmakers, video producers, editors, brands. We connect great music with those who seek it for film and video, and we do it well. Um, they say that we're only as good as our artists and the composers uh, and can only thrive with the support of our users. We never lose sight of this and we always work our hardest to provide the best possible experience for both. Thank you for being a part of this journey. See, so these guys understand that uh, us as filmmakers, we need to have tracks that stimulate an emotion, that stimulate a feeling. So whether I'm selling knives or if I'm trying to sell the creature behind the doorway, that, that track needs to hit those hits. And with a lot of other stock music websites, you feel like you're sort of getting the B or the C sides for an artist. Something that they're not really that proud of, that they're like, yeah, whatever. And they just sort of sit down quickly and then bang these things out. I'm telling you, I just did a project. I'm not allowed to talk about the project yet. I will when we can. But we did a project, Gina shot it, directed it, and I edited it for her. We went to this website and found the music, and it fucking rocks. It rocks. And uh, prior to this, prior to my connection with Jambox, uh, about a half year ago, we worked with the same client, and we had to go through the same project, project, and the music killed it. There was a point where I would unmute it. I would mute it and watch the footage and go, this footage is rocking. And then I would unmute it and listen to that trash music and it just destroyed it. So our relationship with Jambox has already created great work. 
Um, I can't say enough great things about it. I'm going to have the dues from Jambox on the show. We'll do a more official read. I just wanted to introduce you guys in the new year to them. Head on over to jambox.io. They have all sorts of different pricing packages. It's a subscription service, which is awesome. Um, if you're a creator and you're creating for personal projects like YouTube, podcasts, uh, it only costs you $9.99 a month. Okay? You get a 30-day free trial. You get full access to all the music, unlimited downloads uh, for YouTubers, social creators, personal web streaming content. This is huge. So all those videos that you're looking for tracks on, if you're doing a podcast and you're looking for music for the background, is a great fucking place for that. And I know you guys all do it. This is, And I know a lot of you don't know about Jambox because I didn't know about them before I did this. So you're going to head on over there now with the link that we have in the bio. Uh, if you're someone that is doing commercial stuff, so for clients, digital ads, weddings, corporate nonprofit, it's $19 per month, which is not a bad deal at all. And that gives you full access to all the sound effects and stems, paid advertising, corporate video. So all that stuff is really great. And if you're a student, which many of you are, and you are an actively enrolled student, $6 a month, <laughs> $6 a month to get the music you need to make your content. I'm telling you, Super excited. We're going to be playing a lot of the music on the show. There are going to be times where you don't realize whether or not it's Jambox or the artists. That's how good they are. Head on over to jambox.io and check them out. Also, very excited to talk about Vitafair. Vitafair.com. So if you are a filmmaker and you've made a movie and you want to make money on that film... You want to charge uh, viewers to watch it. There are all sorts of different options out there, all sorts of different venues out there and places that are taking like a percentage of your income and taking a percentage of your clicks. Distribution has always been the toughest part for filmmakers because you feel like you're going to generally get fucking ripped off, right? At the end of the day, if you sign a big distribution deal, they're always recouping costs and you're like, how the fuck are you guys still spending money on this thing and how have I not seen a dime? You've heard about it. It's been on every every aspect of a filmmaker, whether you're just a low-buck person making YouTube stuff, power to you, or if you're fucking George Miller, still fighting over licensing. It's insane. So I was excited to find a company that seems to work really well with filmmakers. They don't charge anything other than just hosting fees for this stuff, um, and it's Vitafair. Head on over to vitafair.com, that is V-I-D-A-Fair, F-A-I-R.com, um, and let me read you a bit about them here. Hold on, we'll go to their website. Here we go, about Vitafair. Fairness, if an artistic painter can decide the prices for their work, why can't filmmakers and video content creators? Vitafair is a new pay-per-stream video monetization monetization platform based on fair pricing and transactions between creators and consumers. Vitafair allows video creators to set their own fee for a 24-hour video stream rentals of their content. Video viewers pay the content creator fee and a small fee to Vitafair without being asked to subscribe to anything ever. Uh, creators and viewers get the safety and security of PayPal payment processing. So it looks like they use PayPal to do their payment processing. Very excited about these guys. Brand new sponsor, brand new partnership. Um, I'm going to have more information for you guys. We're going to uh, release more and more on these ad reads. And these guys have signed up for the long run. All these sponsors are going to be around for a little while. So I know you're going to be thinking about signing up for these things. I know you guys are going to jump on board. I will be releasing new information every time we do an ad read as we push our way into the new year on the brand new shows. So that being said, those are our big boys of this year. We'll have some returning sponsors. We have a bunch of new folks that are coming back and forth. Black Magic is still with us. Uh, cannot wait to continue. And thank you to all these folks. And please, 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 you hear me say it all the time. Click the links in the description of this episode 
or head on over to inlovewiththeprocess.com and check out our sponsor links and click those links there. And if you want to do even more for the show, because I get this from you guys all the time, I always feel awkward when I'm like, hey, do these tasks. But then you guys write to me and say, hey, what can I do to support the show? Follow these guys on Instagram. Send them notes under their posts. Say, hey, I heard you on Mike's new show because that registers with them. And then they'll stick around. They'll continue to support the show. And then they, they know that we're all a part of it. And I've talked honestly with these uh, sponsors, guys. I try to every time. I let them know where we're all coming from. They understand that a lot of us are just coming off unemployment. They understand that many of us don't have disposable income. They want to support us. They want to be a part of the conversation. So sometimes it's just nice for you guys to reach out to them and say, hey, I appreciate what it is that you're doing, or I'm curious about what it is that you're doing. Use the links below. Reach out to them on Instagram. Tell them that this show sent you, okay? Um... All right, so let's see. Let me look at my list here. Uh, last things I wanted to talk about before we get into the new year. Um, I've been working on my jacket. I'm excited about it. You guys have heard about this jacket. Some of you have seen me wearing this jacket. Uh, when I did the Magic Sword show, I had random people come up to me going, Mike, and I was like, how the fuck do you know who I am? I got a mask on. It was like, oh, your jacket. Well, big shout out to Gina again for buying me my sweet jean jacket. Um, big shout out to one of the fans that uh, sent me a custom silkscreen patch for Carpenter Brute, uh, something that I had seen online. Uh, I was through Reddit, actually, and uh, reached out to this dude, and he sent me some of these custom silkscreens. So no one else has them except for that one guy, which I fucking love. I love that about this. Like the collector in me is so excited about my jacket. So I have a custom silk-screened Carpenter Brute uh, back piece. And then we've just been adding pins and patches. And I've got a Power Glove patch on the inside. Uh, I've got a Betamax, Betamax patch on the outside. So the show has become, like the show, this jacket has become my synthwave coat. It's kind of representative of what this, the show is, which I love. Um, and I've got all sorts of really cool pins. So if you see me in real life... Uh, and you understand where the pins are from, it's a great way to start a conversation. Uh, it's, you know, two nerd two nerd boners sort of crossing, you know what I mean? Uh, but one of my favorite pins that I have is from this guy found online, found on Instagram, Zach Matthews. Now, Zach does the coolest pins that I have ever seen in my life. Like, the, the artistry that goes into these pins is amazing. His designs for these pins are amazing. Um, I have the open mind. I have one of the few open mind limited run pins. Uh, I posted a picture of it on Instagram. I fucking love it. Uh, I just love the design of it. I love what it means. I love that part of it glows in the dark. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm like a little kid. Part of it glows in the dark. Um, if you don't believe me, check it out on my Instagram account or head on over to crunchyfingers.com. Uh, and check out his pins. They're awesome. And uh, I'm very proud to be wearing it on my jacket. Hopefully him and I get to team up and do something. We're talking right now. Probably shouldn't say too much because it's too early. But fucking love him, man. Uh, one of my coolest things that I have this year uh, is my jacket. And I love it so much. Uh, so big big thanks to Gina. She's in the kitchen. Gina! Yeah. Thank you for my jacket. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's it, man. I hope you guys have liked this sort of catch-up episode. It's just been you and me. Um, I just recorded a killer episode today, so here's what's coming. Next few episodes, I've got a world-renowned sound dude that's coming on the show. It's going to talk about sound design. I have a world-renowned comic book artist coming on the show, a guy that I've known for years, uh, someone that has created... Uh, books that we all know and love, but also books that have gone on to make fucking amazing movies that we all know and love. I have an amazing, been in the business for 36 years, creature designer coming on the show. Uh, so lots of great stuff on the horizon. So strap yourselves in 
and you know the deal. I will see you next Tuesday. And thank you, everybody, for the support, our numbers, for we did, let me just be honest with you. We did over 100,000 plays last year. That is double what the show had before. So we did over 100,000 plays last year on this podcast. And I know when you look at like the Joe Rogans, and I know when you look at the Mark Barons, and you look at the dudes that have uh, much larger numbers, those guys have been on tour. Those guys have been on national television. Those guys are banking on advertising that comes from Netflix specials and all these other places. We have 100,000 people listening to this show coming from just word of mouth, man. Grassroots, word of mouth from the beginning. So big fucking congratulations to everybody. You guys should all be bragging about the fact that you are the originators. You guys are the original fans, the original listeners of this show. As it gets bigger and better, you guys are there. You guys have been there since the beginning and you will be rewarded for it, I promise you. So big shout out, excited to get into 2022. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll leave you with some more music. Oh man, my voice is like falling apart. More music from our boy, our new boy on the show, Russell Nash.